Hallelujah. There's a sweet presence of the Holy Ghost that's in here. And I think we need to lift our voice and lift our hands and let's just love him. Oh, I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love him for just a moment here tonight. Why don't you forget about where you're at? Why don't you forget about who you're sitting next to and let's just love the Lord. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Mm. Whatever you need is in the presence of the Lord tonight. If you need strength, it's here. If you need encouragement, it's here. If you need healing in your body, it's here tonight. Hallelujah. Healing for your body is here tonight. The mending of your mind is here tonight. The presence of God is here to do these things tonight. How many believe that the presence of God is here to do these things tonight? Hallelujah. Let's just lift up our voice and let's love him. I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you. Jesus, I love you. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. Turn your attention to the Word of God. Matthew, the 21st chapter. And also Hebrews chapter 11. We'll read Matthew 21, beginning with verse 10 first. Matthew, the 21st chapter. And Hebrews chapter 11. Hallelujah. Matthew 21. It's talking about Jesus. As he is entering in what we refer to as his triumphal entry. People waving palm branches and spreading their garments as he rode in. On a colt that had never been ridden. Matthew 21 and 10. And when he was coming to Jerusalem... All the city was moved, saying, Who is this? And the multitude said, This is Jesus, the prophet of Nazareth of Galilee. And Jesus went into the temple of God and cast out all them that sold and bought in the temple and overthrew the tables of the money changers and the seats of them that sold doves and said unto them, It is written, My house shall be called the house of prayer. My house shall be called the house of prayer. But ye have made it a den of thieves. And the blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. The blind and the lame came to him in the temple, and he healed them. Hebrews chapter 11, very familiar passage of Scripture. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 1. Probably most of us in this house today can quote it. Hebrews 11 and 1. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, for by it the elders obtained a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Let's skip down to verse 6. Skipping down to verse 6. But without faith it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So apparently there's two parts to faith. Believing that God is and then the search or the seeking and God rewards those that seek him. What would be the reward of seeking? Finding. Finding. 
The reward of seeking is I find what I seek. And you can find him tonight. And he will find you tonight. If we are willing to open ourselves up. And I'm so thankful for what the Holy Ghost has done already tonight. I feel like I've already preached. I like it. I don't, I don't mind preaching three or four times a day. Hallelujah. But the Holy Ghost is here to do a special work tonight. I want to preach to you uh, from this thought, from this title. High faith and the house of prayer. High faith and the house of prayer. Why don't you lay your Bible down? Let's lift up our hands one more time in the presence of God that we have just participated with in that same presence, in that same atmosphere. Let's love him. I love you, Jesus. Oh, let's just love him. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I love you. I love you, Jesus. 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 That's it. Let's just worship him for just a moment. Hallelujah. 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 Lord bless you. You can be seated in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. High faith in the house of prayer. High faith in the house of prayer. Hallelujah. I want my faith to be strong. Amen. I want your faith to be strong. Uh, I don't want us to have weak, anemic faith. I want us to have faith that is rock solid. I want you and me to have faith that can, as Scripture says, move mountains. Because Scripture says if we have faith, as a grain of mustard seed, we can say unto this mountain, Be thou removed, and be thou cast into the sea. I believe in things like that. Hallelujah. Do you believe in things like that? Hallelujah. How many have ever had something happen in your life that it was only the power of God that could do it? Hallelujah. That's one of the things that gives me strong faith. Now, we know that faith is subject to either uh, quantitative are qualitative uh, circumstances, meaning you if it's if it's quantitative, it means you can have a lot, or you can have a little bit, and if it's qualitative, that means you can have high quality faith, or you can have low quality faith. And it seems like when you read scripture that we run into both situations. One particular uh, one particular scene in scripture that a couple of gospel writers record, Jesus comes walking to his disciples on the sea, and there is a storm that is going on, and he walks on the water. What an experience that would be. And, and Scripture says that the apostle Peter, uh, that there was great fear in the boat, and a lot of them said that it was a spirit, uh, and they were very afraid. They were very fearful, but the apostle Peter, Peter was not known as the genius of the group. Uh, Peter was known as the mouthy one in the group, and Peter said, Lord, if that's you, bid me come. Lord, if that's you, bid me come. As he stands there and holds on to the side of the boat, and the boat is pitching from side to side and reeling from front to back. And Lord, if that's you, bid me come. I don't know what went through Peter's mind when the Lord said, come. Oh, no, now I actually have to do what I said I would do. And the Lord said, come. And Scripture says that Peter got out of the boat and walked on the water and made it almost to Jesus. And then he saw the waves and he saw the storm. And Scripture said he began to sink. Now that's interesting to me. That's interesting to me. I have never begun to sink. I've been in water. Have you been in water? You've been swimming? I've never begun to sink. I've just sank. <laughs> but this is the way Scripture describes it. I've never... I've never thought, boy, I'm ankle deep in the deep end of the swimming pool. I've just been at the bottom of the pool in the deep end of the swimming pool. But Scripture says that Peter began to sink. Now, maybe that's just a, that's just a literary play. Maybe that's just uh, the way it was written, and maybe he was going down fast. But just preach with me for a second. I think I've got room to preach it this way. That there was a fading of Peter's faith. All right? 
that somehow when I begin to see these things, these large waves begin to splash over onto me. And they're not just coming into the boat now. Now they're beating around the bottom of my robe and around my knees. And my and perhaps one is coming up and slapping me in the face and in the upper body. And, and I'm beginning to lose my back. And all of a sudden my faith begins to fade if I'm the Apostle Peter. And I begin to sink. And Scripture says that Jesus took him by the hand. And together they walked back to the boat. What an experience that would be. You could brag like nobody else could brag. Somebody say, well, I I can do this and this and that. You can just say, I've walked on water. Okay? But Scripture says they make it all the way back to the boat. And Jesus gets into the boat. And he turns to his disciples and he says, O ye of little faith. So in other words, apparently you can have a little. And scripture says there was in another scriptural setting that there was a Roman centurion that came to Jesus and said that he had a servant at home that needed a healing touch. And Jesus said, okay, I'll come with you to your house. And the servant said, no, no, not necessary. I know who you are. You are the son of God. You have spiritual authority. All you have to do is speak the word. And Jesus spoke the word. And scripture said from that hour that the servant was made whole but Jesus had to say of that Roman centurion I have not found so great faith he said of his disciples O ye of little faith and he said of the Roman centurion O ye of great faith so apparently there's a gap between great faith and little faith and we can have less faith or we can have more faith or we can have low quality faith or we can have high quality faith I don't know about you but I want to have much faith I want to have great faith I want to have high quality faith yes 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 I want my faith to be strong I've seen God do too many things for my faith to be weak. I want my faith to constantly be improving. I want my faith to be stronger tomorrow than it was today. Hallelujah. I want my faith to lead to open doors of utterance. I want my faith to lead to open doors of me being able to give the gospel to somebody on Monday morning that's never heard the gospel before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I want my faith to be strong enough to lay hands on somebody that's in a wheelchair and say if they did it in the book of Acts, I can do it today in Belgrade, Florida. I want my faith to lead me to strong doctrine. I want my faith to lead me to learn the word of God so that I can speak strong doctrine. Yeah, I'm talking to you as a child of God. I'm not talking to the man of God tonight. He knows strong doctrine. And you probably know strong doctrine. But I'm telling you, everybody in this house ought to be an extension of that man of God. That wherever you walk, you've got the same authority in the Holy Ghost. Because you're aligned with him the way you need to be. Hallelujah. Lord bless you. You can be seated. We know that from reading our text, that it takes faith. To please God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, But without faith, it is impossible. It's not just unlikely. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. For he that cometh to God must believe that He is, and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. So the big question for me, the big question For you, how many want to know the big question about faith? The big question is, if I can have a little or I can have a lot, or if I can have low quality or I can have high quality faith, I don't want low quality, I want high quality. I don't want little, I want great. The question is, how do I increase my faith? That's the big question. I can tell some of you are just blown away with this tonight. <laughs> hey, that's the big question. How do I increase my faith? Now, I want to tell you. A lot of times when you hear people preach about faith, I instantly, Senior Pastor, perhaps you don't, but I do. I instantly start getting nervous and think, oh, boy, where's this guy going to go? He's going to start doing something goofy. <laughs> 
Because I've seen them do some goofy stuff. I'm going to tell you. I don't know. I've seen them do crazy stuff. Step in this spot. And, and look, if the Holy Ghost tells you to step in a spot, step in it. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, hold this broom handle, whatever. And look, if the Holy Ghost tells you to hold the broom handle, hold the broom handle. But I'm just telling you. Okay. Let's just preach here. But I'm thinking, okay, Scripture tells me to increase my faith. That means Scripture's going to tell me how to increase my faith. Amen? So I want to know, what does the Bible say about increasing my faith? One, this is, this is there. Well, here we go. There are two primary ways. If you, if you miss these two, you miss the whole sermon tonight. And I'm not going to preach long. I already, I, I, I'm out of gas. I'm chubby. Okay. There are two primary ways to increase your faith. First is through the preaching of the word of God. Here we go. Are you ready? Are you with me? Me and you, we're preaching this together tonight. Romans 10 and 17. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. This is why you need a man of God in your life to preach the word of God unto you. This increases your faith. This is why you need to be faithful to the house of God. This is why you need to do more than just show up when you come to the house of God. You can be seated. Sit down for a second. We're going to preach about this. This is why you need to be faithful to the house of God. This is where the word of God is preached. Well, I listen to so-and-so on the radio, and it's good. I'm glad that you listen to so-and-so on the radio as long as it's in line with your pastor. But you can't get the Spirit of God through the Word of God unless you come to the house of God or unless somebody comes to you and preaches the Word. That's why you need to be faithful to the house of God. That's why when you come to the house of God, you don't need to, when you get here, you can't sit down and say, you know what, I don't feel like worshiping tonight. You know what, I got a little problem with my arthritic hip. I know you got a problem with the arthritic hip, but God doesn't have a problem today. God doesn't have bad days, and we're not here because we had a good day. We're here because we're here to worship God, and we're here because the power of God's going to be here, and we're here because the Word of God's going to be preached. We're not here because we feel good. We're not here because of anything else. We're here because the Word of God's going to be preached. So preaching, the preaching of the Word increases your faith. I'm going to tell you something. I know we preached this this morning. I'm preaching it again tonight. You need to hear on a regular basis. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. And him only shall, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, with all thy strength. You need to hear on a regular basis that the name, that God's name is Jesus. That it's not titles, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. You need to hear this preached unto you. This increases your faith. You need to hear a man of God get up and preach to you. God still delivers. God still sets people free. God still breaks the chains of bondage. God still sets people free in their mind. God still sets people free from perversion. The word of God still sets people free from addiction. Oh, let's clap our hands. Let's love the Lord. You can sit down. You need to hear a man of God preach to you that God is in control. There's nothing right now that's going on in this world. Every time I come to church, almost without fail, until I get to the prayer room. Thank God they don't bring it in the prayer room. But until I get to the prayer room, almost without fail, I hear a discussion about the economy. There's nothing wrong. This is a real deal. We're going through a real hard time right now. But I'm going to tell you something. God is in control. That's as simple as I can state it tonight. God is in control. But if you don't come to the house of God to hear the preaching of the word of God, on Monday you'll forget that and you'll try to do things on your own. Don't try to do things on your own. Keep your faith strong. Keep your faith great. God is still in control. Do the work of God. Keep your hand in God's hand. Hallelujah. Let's love the Lord for just a moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
I love you, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. You can be seated. So sometimes I have to tell myself I'm a little hard-headed. And sometimes I have to tell myself. Here I am talking to myself again. Sometimes I have to talk to myself. I'll come to church, and my father and I at our church, we split the preaching duties, and, and I'll come to church, and I'm tired, and I'll have to grab myself by the nape of the neck, proverbially here. Oh, no, Brother Jeremy, I don't call myself that. I typically call myself goofball. Oh, no, goofball, you're not going to sit here tonight like the presence of God isn't here. And I have to grab myself. Well, and I tell myself, my foot's hurt today. I did a little exercise, and I'm not used to that. <laughs> but it I, I, doesn't matter how bad I'm hurting, and I've grabbed myself by the nape of the neck. You know, you're going to get up while this choir is singing, and I might just make you run the aisles. I don't want to run the aisles tonight. I don't want to just let me sit here. Just let me wave my hand a little bit. And they're looking, look, look, if that's all you can do, that's fine. But I have to grab myself by the nape of the neck and say, no, listen, you, you little mama's boy, you're going to get out there, and you're going to worship, and you're going to praise God tonight because this increases your faith. And when you hear the Word of God, and you're creating an atmosphere for the Word of God to find good soil in somebody's heart, and you're creating an atmosphere for the Word of God to find Good soil in your heart. And the preaching of the word is going to increase your faith. And so if you were down when you got here, the preaching of the word is going to increase your faith. Yeah. I've got a, you can be seated. I've got a cousin. Do you guys, do they, you guys do that all the time? Just, look, you guys got to sit down. You're going to kill me if we do that. i got a cousin. And he's my wife's assistant. Music assistant, music minister, music director, whatever the title is. And he was out playing concrete football. Look, it's people's prerogatives, you know. And he was playing with the young people, and they were just throwing the football around out in the parking lot of the church. And after youth service one night, and he jumped up to catch a pass, and he came down and blew his knee out. Oh, happy day. ACL just popped and and so he went to have surgery about a month ago, maybe more, maybe maybe f- at least four weeks ago. And I said, oh, it'll be two-hour surgery, and then you'll be done. It ended up being almost a seven-hour surgery. And, and senior pastor, they had the other leg. I didn't know they had to do this, but they have to put a clamp on the other leg that they're not operating on to close off. There's major blood vessels in your legs, and they have to close those off. Well, because it was seven hours, he developed a blood clot in the other leg. So they got the they got the uh, they got the the anterior crucial ligament fixed in this knee, but now he's got a blood clot in this leg. And I tell you what, these are professionals, you know, these doctors. And uh, and so he's in the hospital for a week, and he comes out. I'm telling you, goofy. He gets out on a Tuesday. It's either a Monday night or a Tuesday morning that he gets out of the hospital. You know, the first thing he does on Tuesday night, that's when we have midweek, he shows up at church. What a goofball. Sit at home. But I'm going to tell you something. He had been out of church. He'd missed three services, and he was tired of it. And so, just preach with me for a second. And so he came in on his crutches, and he sat down, and he couldn't run the aisle. He couldn't jump up and down. He couldn't do any of those things that he normally did. So he sat down on the pew with one leg propped up and just worshiped God that way. And I thought to myself, you know, I'm not going to let that little twerp out-worship me tonight. He doesn't even have the physical capabilities that I have. And so I just got up and began to dance because sometimes that's the only appropriate response. Well, you do, do you feel the Holy Ghost when you get up and dance? No, I'm not doing it to get a feeling. I'm doing it because he's worthy of my praise. And so that's it. Why don't we just do that for just a moment? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
So sometimes I have to, I have to drag my ignorant carcass to church and say, oh, no, 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 no. You're going to create an atmosphere for the word of God to find good soil. Oh, I've watched some of you. And I love you. Oh, I love this church. I, I don't know you as well as perhaps one of these days I will. Should the Lord give us those opportunities and, and to just come and worship with you. I don't, I don't know some of you that well. But I've seen the Holy Ghost come washing in here during worship service. And, and, and the Holy Ghost is tugging in. And oh, we've done so good with worshiping God. And we worship God and we praise God. And it's beautiful. But I can't wait. I, I wanted to see. I thought we were going to do it tonight. Where the Holy Ghost just comes in. And it's just me and God. And I'm not worried about what you think about what I'm doing. I, I'm increasing my faith. I'm building up my faith. Hey, I'm going to tell you something. Your babies need to see you get out in the aisle and dance. Yeah, mama, your baby, your little girl, your little boy, daddy, they need to see you get out in the aisle and say, oh, I I don't know, maybe this even makes me a little bit nervous seeing dad do that. But dad's worshiping God right now, and and he gets more excited about God than he does does a football team. Oh, praise God for that. And he gets more excited about God than he does making money. And, And look at him. He's not worried about what anybody thinks about him right now. He's creating an atmosphere for his faith to be increased. He's creating an atmosphere... For the Holy Ghost. And the Holy Ghost can touch him. And the Holy Ghost can touch me. Is there anybody that feels the Holy Ghost in here tonight? Right now, is there anybody that hears what the Word of God is preaching to you? Let's do it. Somebody, let's follow the Holy Ghost for a moment. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's it. Come on into the presence of God. Come on into the presence of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody push past where you're at right now for just a moment. We'll get back to preaching in a second if the Holy Ghost lets us. But you just push past where you're at right now in the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. 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 Maybe victory is waiting on you. Maybe victory for this whole church in an area that victory's never been accomplished. Maybe God's going to open a door that's never been opened. Increase your faith. You can be seated. The first thing that increases your faith that I can see, the two primary things, the first one of the two is the preaching of the word of God. Yeah. Yeah. And the beginning of faith is receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. The beginning of faith is you receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost. And scripture says that God has chosen the foolishness of preaching to save and how many got the Holy Ghost because a man preached to you the gospel one day? So the first of the two primary ways that you increase your faith is through the Word of God. The second way, primary way that you increase your faith is praying in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Let me say that one more time. Somebody needs to let not just your mouth, but your spirit say amen to that. The second way that increases your faith is praying in the Holy Ghost. Jude 20, but ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost. Some of the most memorable times, in fact, the most memorable times of my life, my whole life, have been times of intense prayer. I remember waking many nights as a young person, as a young man, even down into my boyhood, uh, being a a three and four-year-old boy. And I remember walking out into the living room in two or three different houses that we've lived in throughout different stages of my life. And it would be the wee hours of the morning, well past midnight. And I'd see my daddy, whose health 
has never been good since I've been alive uh, and, and can recall. And I would see my daddy wadded up in the floor. I, I'm not talking about comfortably sitting in the floor. I, I'm not talking about having found a nice perch, but literally curled up with his face imprinted into the carpet, praying in the Holy Ghost. I remember mama praying for us in the morning before we'd go to school. And I remember daddy praying at night and my house rang with the sound of prayer. There was prayer before we ate. I know that's simple. I know that that's, that's just itty bitty and that's just part of routine. But I'm going to tell you something. It increases your faith when you pray in the Holy Ghost. Her name is Ruby Jones. She still lives today. She's an elderly lady. And I remember it seemed like she has been an elderly lady my whole life. She still looks the same. And to see her pray, it's almost something that you don't want to look at. She's not in anything for, for any measure. Of, uh, she's not into antics. She's, she's getting a hold of God and And I remember her praying and getting into travail. Oh, I can't wait until God puts the spirit of travail. And perhaps he has. I can't wait until God puts the spirit of travail on some ladies in this church, on some men in this church, even on some young men. Young men, look at me right now. The Holy Ghost wants to make you a prayer. The Holy Ghost wants to make you a prayer warrior. I need about 10 and men, young men to say amen to that right there. The Holy Ghost wants to make you, young ladies, the Holy Ghost. God wants you to be a prayer warrior. God wants you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Mamas and daddies, God wants you to pray in the Holy Ghost. Grandma and grandma, saint of God, God wants you to pray in the Holy Ghost. This increases your faith. If you feel the Holy Ghost right now, let's do it for just a moment. I love you. Hallelujah. 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 You could sit down. I remember Sister Ruby Jones just as a young man, a a boy, a little boy, not even into early young manhood yet. And there was a particular man that came to South Flint Tabernacle who was hard. I don't know what he lived like. I was too young for those kind of things to register. But I remember that I've heard the descriptions. This man was hard untouchable without affection without feeling and he came and he stood defiantly in the middle aisle and people began to try to pray with him and he stood there stock still granite strong but sister ruby jones She wasn't a preacher. She wasn't even a Sunday school teacher. She was a prayer warrior. She was an intercessor. We didn't give her that title. That's just what she was. God gave her that title. And she came, and she fell down at this man's feet and grabbed him around the ankles. He couldn't move. (laughs) An elderly lady had him by the ankles, and he couldn't move. And she began to pray in the Holy Ghost. And she began to sob. And she began, it was guttural. This was not surface praying. It was guttural. This was, as Scripture would say, deep calling unto 
deep and she stayed there laying almost prostrate except for she had him around the ankles and she began to cry and she began to travail and it was a sound that filled up the auditorium and everybody else was praying and it wasn't long and that hardened old sinner man stood there in that center aisle with a prayer warrior draped over his feet and tears began to run down his face and that lip began to break down and quiver just a little bit and it wasn't long until he lifted his hands and God filled him with the gift of the Holy Ghost and he got it the same way you and I got it I'm telling you praying in the Holy Ghost will open doors that you and I cannot open of ourselves. it will increase your faith let's pray in the Holy Ghost right now hallelujah Let's remain standing for just a moment. Forgive the personal example. Or don't forgive it. It's okay. I remember going to an altar. I was in somewhere in my mid-teens. I I was privileged to receive the Holy Ghost as a very young boy for the first time. I know I got it when I was six. I think I got it when I was four. I know I got it when I was six, and that's when I was baptized in Jesus' name. What a privilege. What a blessing. And there were places throughout my life that had the thumbprint of God on them that I can look back, and from those points... I was never the same. I believe in those. I believe that, well, I've lived my life from moment with God to moment with God. And the points in between, the points in between, I have feasted and developed and become more robust from that moment with God. Does that make sense to everybody? In other words, when I left that place, it was like Jacob wrestling. I might have left limping, but I left blessed. And I was never the same. Okay? And I remember coming in my mid-teens to the altar and praying and feeling the Holy Ghost. And I remember my dad and Brother Wilson, please forgive the personal example. I'm just telling you what needs to be happening in your life. It needs to be happening. This kind of stuff happened in my house. This kind of stuff happened on Mondays and on Thursdays when we weren't at church. And, and I remember my dad and Brother Wilson, and there was another man of God there. And they must have recognized something happening in my life right there in my mid-teens and they came and they laid hands on me. I'm not big on this, but if it happens, I'm for it. I don't know how it happened. I didn't plan on it happening. All I know is it happened. The Holy Ghost hit me. I remember speaking in other tongues. I remember, I remember it being something that I had never... I've spoken with tongues. I speak with tongues when I pray. On a daily basis, I try to do my best to speak in tongues when I pray on a daily basis. But there are times when you're speaking in tongues, and then there are times when it's something different. 
I could tell you about it, but it's something different. It's like out here. It's up up here somewhere. It's not it's not what I would normally do. It's the Holy Ghost praying through me. How many believe in that right there? And I was standing there on the altar and I remember as they began to pray for me. My whole body went weak and I fell. And I remember just laying there. I don't know how long. I don't know what transpired around me. All I know is that it was me and God. And when I left that moment, when I got up, I remember looking around and saying, I, I, now I know I started praying over there. What am I doing laying on the floor over here? I'm just telling you. And I got up from that moment and I remember things beginning to happen in my life on a ministry level. Look, here, hear me, hear, just hear me, just trust me, I love you. You love me, we're preaching together tonight. I remember from that point, it was like I began to pray people through to the Holy Ghost. I know that's not a big deal. You probably do it every day. But there was something that happened on the inside of me that left me completely changed because I was praying in the Holy Ghost. I'm going to tell you, I'm not preaching my notes right now. I'm not even worried about preaching my notes right now. I'm just telling you that the Holy Ghost is here and the Holy Ghost is pulling for some people and it might not be you, but it might be. It just might be. And you need to yield to the Holy Ghost tonight. You need to yield to the Holy Ghost tonight because God is going to do a work in this city. God's going to do a work. Why don't we just pray one more time all over this house. I love you, Jesus. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus. I feel Jesus in this place. Yes, my soul does. Yes, my soul does. Burn within me. Burn within me. I feel Jesus in this place. I wonder if the Holy Ghost, as we just stand worshipful, if you need the Holy Ghost tonight, you can get it. This is a great atmosphere to get it right here. But if the Holy Ghost is just pulling on you at all tonight, saint, sinner, it doesn't matter. I think you need to respond to the Holy Ghost. I'm not going to call the whole church. Perhaps that will happen in a little bit. But right now, the Holy Ghost is pulling on some people. The Holy Ghost is talking to you, sir. The Holy Ghost is talking to you, ma'am. And you need to respond to what the Holy Ghost is asking you to do right now. If that, You need to come to this altar and you need to find a place to bury your face. You need to find a place to lift your voice and let the Holy Ghost touch you. In Jesus' name. Come on, that's it. Burn within me. I feel peace. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. I feel Jesus. I feel Oh, I feel Jesus in this place. Oh, yeah. And my soul does. And my soul does. Burn with me. 